Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Eddie Trunk, and it's time for another edition of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. It is new every Thursday, Apple Podcasts and PodcastOne.com. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for checking it out. Thank you for streaming. Thank you for listening wherever, whenever, and however you do it. Uh, Review it, like it, do all those good things. And I appreciate your support for the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Coming back from my third of three music festivals in a row with the granddaddy of them all for me, which I am most involved in, and that is Rocklahoma in its 12th year out in Pryor, Oklahoma. The big story with music festivals in general these days is absolutely weather. And did they go off without a hitch? And against all odds, Rocklahoma did. <laughs> And I mean against all odds, because if you've been following any of the news, including the national news, uh, the tornadoes and such have been the news uh, for the last week or so. And they happen right in the heart of Oklahoma, where Rocklahoma takes place. So it's pretty miraculous that this thing went off without a hitch and the music all went on as scheduled. Really, really amazing that that was the case, Uh, and I'll tell you more about it coming up in just a little bit. Also on this week's podcast, I have an interview with you uh, for you with Simon Wright, who is the drummer from the Dio Band and is also going to be the drummer for the Dio Hologram, which that tour is kicking off in a matter of days. We'll get Simon's take on the whole thing and how it all works coming up very shortly on this week's podcast interview. As usual, all of the interviews you hear on the Eddie Trunk Podcast come to you courtesy of my SiriusXM volume radio show. Volume is channel 106 on SiriusXM. My show, Trunk Nation, airs there live Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. It replays every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. It is on demand anytime you want on the SiriusXM app. 
Here on this podcast, you are getting a tiny taste of what happens on a daily basis on the radio show. The interviews you hear all took place live on my radio show. Hope you join me for the live radio show and come on board with Sirius XM if you are in the U.S. or Canada. And right now, there's a free listening period going on for everybody, so be sure to check it out if you are not already a subscriber. Uh, we'll get to Simon Wright in just a second. First, let me tell you about CBD Lion, folks. You know what's interesting? I was just at Rocklahoma, and one of the guys that I spoke to there who is a big proponent of CBD and was telling me a lot about it is David Draymond, the lead singer in Disturbed. And uh, a lot of you guys have turned to taking CBD like Draymond and others But finding an honest and reputable brand among the con artists trying to make a quick buck, that is the tough part. Lucky for you, there is CBD Lion, a company that prides itself on quality and third-party lab testing to show you exactly what you pay for. They have an award-winning vape line with 10 excellent flavors, each having different potential effects. Available in disposable vape pen, cartridge, and shatter concentrate. If you're not into smoking like I am not, no problem. There are lotions, gummies, and tinctures that'll work fine for you. The lotion is great for treating spots in need. Gummies are fantastic for tasty consumption on the go, and their tinctures are the most versatile product they have. It's flavorless, so it doesn't taste like you're eating dirt. And it ranges in strength from 250 all the way up to 5,000 milligrams. Lucky for you. Here's a deal that you can't resist. All Trunk listeners, all listeners to the Eddie Trunk podcast, you can get 20% off of your order. That is a great deal. 20% off. All you do is go to cbdlion.com and enter coupon code TRUNK, T-R-U-N-K, at checkout. That is cbdlion, cbdlion.com. And use the coupon code TRUNK, T-R-U-N-K, at checkout and get your 20% off. What are you waiting for? Get there now. CBDLion.com. Coupon code TRUNK. All right. So, as I mentioned, Simon Wright. First of all, little really, if you want to hear a lot of detail on what went on with, uh, with Rocklahoma, I would urge you to listen to my Sirius XM show because I did a huge rundown all about it. And it was on this past Monday show. But basically, I saw a ton of bands, great fans out there. Uh, great to see everybody and got to host it as usual. And great variety of rock and metal bands across the board at Rocklahoma. The only disturbing trend, and I talked about this on Monday for me as a pure rock fan, is that uh, you know I'm fine with the wide net of rock, even if there's subgenres of rock being represented I'm not necessarily a fan of. But I am a little bit put off by the fact that all of a sudden I'm starting to see rock festivals start to incorporate rap acts, EDM acts, electronic acts, Not sure where that's coming from. I don't get it. I'm not a fan of it. I understand they're trying to get as diverse as possible. These festivals are ridiculously competitive. I get all that. But I would really love to see rock festivals remain purely rock or the subgenres on it. 
And no, I'm not buying when people say some of these rap guys, well, they're really rockers. No. But uh, that's the only thing. And, and again, weather, such a huge issue at every rock festival right now. It really is. Because we have so many of them. And, uh, you know, trying to get them to go off without weather issues is really a tough thing. And the fact that Rocklahoma, in an area of the country being ravaged by tornadoes and storms, did that somehow. We got real lucky this year. And I hope everybody had a great time that was out there. Way too many performances to even begin to get into here on the podcast, especially with our interview coming up. But again, if you have Sirius XM and you listen to me daily, which is like what I was talking about before, you know, here on the podcast, you're getting a tiny taste of what I do every day. If you are a Sirius XM subscriber, the Monday show, if you go grab that on demand on the app, will feature uh, that breakdown of that festival. And as I was saying earlier, Sirius XM is doing one of their free trial periods right now. So if you're not a subscriber, you should, if you have a radio that is inactive, it should be turned on. Or if you don't have a radio, you should be able to listen online or on the app for free for the next week or so to get a little sample of uh, my show, Trunk Nation. Again, live 2 to 4 Eastern on 106 volume and replaying every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern as well. Or, as I mentioned, on demand on the app. Before we get to the interview, a few upcoming appearances that I'd like to mention to you. A bunch of stuff going on, and let me give you the latest update. And it includes, uh, by the way, the gig that I was supposed to do in Miramar, Florida, Rock in the Park, has been moved to Puerto Rico, apparently. I will not be attending now that the gig has moved to another place. And there's been a slight, uh, a few changes to the lineup. So if that was something you were planning on attending, please look closely and note that it is no longer happening in Florida and there have been changes to the lineup. Stuff that is happening. July 19th, I'm doing a speaking show at the Stanhope House in Stanhope, New Jersey. Uh, July 26th, Janesville, Wisconsin at the Back Bar speaking show. September 6th, New Bedford, Mass at the Vault Music Hall. Another speaking show, speaking Q&A shows that I am doing at those venues. Please come out. Would love to see you. We'll tell some stories. We'll do some stump the trunk and have a good time. July 19th, Stanhope, New Jersey. July 26th, Janesville, Wisconsin. September 6th, New Bedford, Massachusetts. Also, don't forget October 11, 12, and 13, Manchester, Tennessee, the Exit 111 Festival, Gargantuan Rock Festival, and that leads me right into the Megadeth Cruise, the Mega Cruise uh, with Megadeth and countless others, megacruise.com for more info there. As usual, all of my appearances are on the homepage of eddytrunk.com. Please have a look and please be sure to follow on Twitter at Eddie Trunk. A little further down the line, November 2nd, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, the breathless spa and resort for 80s in the sand. More information for the link for tickets and info on that all-inclusive resort vacation, again, on my website. All right, so our interview this week is with Simon Wright. Simon played drums in ACDC. Simon was a member of Dio's band. Simon was incredibly close with Ronnie James Dio. And he even lived with him and took care of him uh, in his final years. Simon's a great guy. It's always great to see him. 
and he will be part of the coming Dio hologram tour. Now, I understand fully that for many, this tour is somewhat polarizing. I understand that some people think it's cool and are excited and optimistic to see it, and other people are a bit on the fence about the whole idea of holograms and hologram tours. So I'm not saying you're crazy for for feeling that way at all. I understand that it is a polarizing thing. Many have asked me what I think of the whole hologram thing, and I can't say because I haven't seen one yet. And, you know, I, I understand the mixed feelings about it. So Simon gives us his thoughts on it, because remember, even though the Dio image will be a hologram, the rest of the band playing behind him will be a live band, his band, which will include Simon playing drums. So how does that all work? What does Simon think of it? And a little something from Simon about ACDC, his uh, former band as well. Great conversation with a great guy. I think you're going to enjoy it. Simon Wright of the Dio Band on this week's Eddie Trunk podcast is coming up. But first, I'll tell you about uh, Pluto TV. Pluto TV is amazing. They are the leading free streaming television service. You heard me right. Free streaming television service. You can watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never even asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch for free. You know how that works, right? They lure you in, then they pound you, they ask you for all this information. No, don't have to do that with Pluto. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal, that's important too, way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. So what are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Check it out, Pluto TV, folks. I've got a vacation home that just has the streaming service for TV because I'm not there that often. Pluto TV is awesome for that. Pluto TV, free streaming TV. Check it out. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, be sure to check out the GG Podcast with Rick Fox, Jace Hall, and Todd Roy on Podcast One. Log on to see the world behind the eSports you love and find out what good game really means from a trio who's taken the business by storm, including the three-time NBA champion behind Team Echo Fox. Download new episodes of the GG Podcast every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. All right, we're back, and it's time for our feature interview. This happened about a week and a half ago on my SiriusXM show on Trunk Nation on Volume. Simon Wright talking about the upcoming Dio Hologram Tour, which is now just days away from kicking off, and a whole lot more. Enjoy. Simon, how are you, buddy? Hey, Eddie, how's it going? 
Very good. Uh, hard to believe, you know, when we were scheduling this interview, I did not even realize at that time that it was going to end up falling on exactly uh, nine years to the day that we lost Ronnie. I know it's uh, a tough day for everybody when this day rolls around. Uh you, you guys uh, do. Yeah. I know in, in in L.A. you usually go up and, and pay a visit to the site and all that sort of thing. I know Wendy usually does something as well. Is there stuff going on today? Yeah, yeah. We're going to be over there this afternoon. Uh, there's a, a group of us. And, uh, yeah, like you say, it happens every year. We get together and Wendy organizes it. And uh, it, it's nice to do, you know, to remember Ronnie. Yeah, and it's a beautiful place there at Forest Lawn. It's a beautiful uh, what a beautiful monument and everything that they have to him. I would encourage fans, if you ever get the opportunity and you're in in Los Angeles, it's uh, it's free, it's open to the public, but definitely pay your respects. And you can't miss it. He's got a great spot there, that's for sure. He he does, yes. It's uh, Like you say, it is a beautiful spot. Um, it's up there on the hill and stuff, and uh, uh, it's very green and uh, peaceful up there. And, uh, you know, you go up there and it's a time to think and remember him. It's hard to believe for me, Simon, that it's been nine years. What do you remember? You know, I, before you came on the air with me, I told a story about my last time talking to Ronnie and seeing him. What 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 are some of your final memories of him or in those in those last days? You you would actually you were actually living with him, right? Yeah, I, I well, yeah, he was so sick. They they're not very you know they're pretty sad memories. I mean. Uh, it's not a, I was helping out looking after him and stuff and all um and um it was just very strange it was very weird to see somebody you know who you respect and love and uh you know just um end up going in such a horrible way um but i i have fond memories too you know i mean um i, I first saw ronnie uh, when i was i think i was like 14 with Rainbow at the Manchester Apollo, and uh, that was an incredible show. I mean, you know, it was with Cozy and Richie and uh, Jimmy Bain and Tony Carey, and it was the full-on Rainbow Rising tour, and, uh, you know, I was up the front, and uh, who would have thought it? You know, I'd I'd end up being in his band and actually, you know, getting to know him. He was like a father to me. So it it still amazes me, you know, what, what we went through. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a sad day today. But, you know, we got to remember him in fond memories. That's the main Yeah, thing. for sure. Yeah, the you know, absolutely. I mean, and right to the very end, at least for with me, you know, with me and having been, you know, me being on the East Coast, just being able to talk to him a little bit. I mean, the most remarkable thing I remember about that time is with everything he was going through and everything he was battling, he still had a way of trying to lift me up. You know, I would be kind of so down about what he was dealing with and I would somehow hang up the phone and he'd have me feeling better when the effect was yeah. I was trying to make <laughs> him feel better. Uh, but he would always be like, right. oh, kid, it'll be OK. He always called me kid. And he he always had a way of uh, turning it around. And, and, and that was something that always amazed me in his in his last days yeah he, he was such a strong character he's such a strong-willed man too you know to see to see him uh you know fade fade like that was was really horrible but you're right he had such a spirit about him he's an amazing man how did you simon real quick before we talk about the hologram and everything this is it this might be interesting because i don't actually know this how did you get the gig in dio you said you first saw him playing in rainbow in England at 14, but how did uh, how did he find you and pick you to be in the band? 
Well, it, it was a friend, you know, I was getting out of ACDC and stuff and all, and um, a friend of mine knew Wendy and, uh, you know, made a phone call and suggested things. And you know, Vinny was, you know, leaving for one reason or another. And it, it was through a friend of a friend, really. And I, I kind of knew Ronnie be- before all that went on, but, but not closely. You know, I'd met him a couple of times and we did some festivals, but... The idea seemed like a good idea, so I went down there and we met up with everybody, you know. Um, it was pretty much a whole new band back then. Um, but me and Ronnie got along and we went through the tunes and did some rehearsing and it, it just kind of clicked, you know, and it went from there. And you Great knew time. as a drummer, you knew as a drummer going into a gig like that because Dio played not only, you know, not only are you coming in with Vinnie Apice leaving, but you're also looking at the other drummers that he had played with in his career, whether it had been Cozy or, you know, all the stuff you're going to have to be covering. I would imagine for you as a drummer, that would probably have been a fun thing to think about. It's like, I'm going to be able to play a, a pretty wide net of material and then also kind of make sure you did it justice and also did what you wanted to do with it. So were there any was there any direction about how to handle all the stuff that you would be... Uh, of course, you would later play on your own material and own records with them, but all that early stuff that he would include in the live shows, how you would tackle that? Yeah, not really, no. There was never really any talk about it. I, We just, you know, we went in... I mean, I kind of... Uh, so, you know, I've already got respect for Cozy and Vinny and Bill and everything, obviously, you know. Um, and I just tried to keep that thought... You know, I mean, you can't go in there and really change up the songs and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, Cozy's parts and Bill and Vinny's parts that much. Uh, so I tried to be integral to the way that the songs were uh, uh, were played. I played them a little bit differently in certain parts, but I tried to keep the overall, um, like some of the drum intros and those, those drum parts in some songs that need to be kept, I felt. Um, and, and it, it just kind of worked out, you know, it, um, and Ronnie was happy with, with the way things went and stuff like that. So, um, it, it was all good, you know, do you have a personal favorite show that you remember in all the shows you did with Dio? Um, well, we, yeah, we did a few, we did a few, <laughs> um, that were really good. Um, I do remember the Wacken we, we did, I can't remember what year it was, but, um, Doro was on the bill too. And Ronnie uh, received the Lifetime Achievement Award at the end of the show. Wendy had asked us to stay on the stage, and I'm, we knew nothing about it. And I'm going, well, why am I staying on the stage? I want to be in the dressing room having a beer, you know. And she's like, no, just wait. So anyway, um, I think Joey DeMaio came out and gave Ronnie this beautiful award and stuff like that. And that that, that was a really special show, you know. It was... Um, all the crowd were really excited. We all were. It was it was a really cool moment, you know, and that, and that's just one. There were so many, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I and I I got it. I was lucky enough to have have seen a lot of them. Well, Simon, I want to talk to you obviously about the hologram tour, which is coming up, and your thoughts on it, and how it's actually going to go, and the challenges there may be or not be in trying to make this happen. I know you've done a few already of the hologram and I know the big U S run is getting ready to kick off really soon. So if you don't mind, if I can put you on hold, cause I've got to do a break and a quick top of the hour thing. If you've get, if you can give me a few minutes through a break, I'd like to come back on the other side and get into some of the talk about what's going on now. Is that okay? Yeah, that's perfect. Eddie, no problem. 
This This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Sixty seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts, give or take a few seconds. And you know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer for your car with True Car. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a true cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or home. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate true cash offer from a local True Car certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions, get the right answers you need so there's no surprises. And then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. So, Simon, I know that the hologram performed in Europe. You guys have done some shows with this already uh, outside of America, right? Yeah, yeah. We did um, We did um, uh, in December of 2017, we did about three weeks out in Europe, and uh, um, it went really well. People seemed to really like it. Um, you know, it was the first and stuff like that. There's a lot of people were a bit... Uh, uh, skeptical about it, if you like, and stuff, but people seem to really enjoy it, and it went well. What were your first thoughts, Simon, as a guy who who knew Ronnie, looked after Ronnie, was in Ronnie's band, lived in Ronnie's home, when the idea was first floated by you that there would be a Dio tour with a hologram in Ronnie's place, what were your initial thoughts? Because you know that this is somewhat of a polarizing thing. There are people that are skeptical there's people that are really into the idea and there's people that really don't like the idea so there's people on all sides of this what was your first reaction when it was presented to you yeah i i mean i i uh, you know i i was a little skeptical at first but when i saw the initial layout for it and spoke with the people who you know who were who were going to do it um who were huge fans um you know it 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 took a while to get it going and stuff like that. My initial first reaction was, well, this might be cool. I don't know. I got to see it first. 
And I think that goes a long way too. You know, there's a lot of people who who are skeptical about it and think it's you know blasphemous and stuff like that. But you know, it it it's an image on a screen. It's it's technology. It's it's not voodoo. We're not trying to resurrect him for God's sake. You know what I mean? It's uh, people seem to get a little bent out of shape, and uh, a lot of people are criticizing it who haven't even seen it yet. So. You know, I, I just say, just if, you know, come and check it out and see if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. You know, it's it's pretty simple, you know. Um, and uh, the technology behind it is incredible. I've seen some of the some of the new footage and it, uh, it it's pretty remarkable. And, uh, you know, it's the technology of today. Ronnie's, Ronnie's not going to be the first one to have... Uh, uh, had this technology there's a lot of stuff in the work so um you know it's 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 just new technology you know you know you you make a good point i and i've said consistently to everybody when they ask me what i think of it i say i can't tell you what i think of it because i haven't seen it yet after i see it i'll tell you what i think of it but i need to see it first and there will be plenty of opportunities because the tour is starting uh very soon may 31st in fort myers florida and you can get all the dates that are going to be happening if you go to RonnieJamesDio.com. Uh, the, the, all the dates are laid out there across America. But there, there's something else you mentioned that I think is important, Simon, that fans should know. And I, I know this for a fact because I know, I've and I've gotten to know, and he's become a good friend, Jeff Pizzuti, the head of Illusion, the company who is doing this. And yes. the one thing about this is that Jeff... As I've as I've gotten to know him well and become friends with him, he is. This is coming from a place of sure. There's other holograms, and this is a business venture. But this guy is a huge Ronnie fan. Like this whole thing, the idea of this came about from him to keep the memory of Ronnie alive above and beyond anything. Because this isn't like some corporate entity that came in and cut a deal. This is a guy that's doing this because of his love of Dio. And I think that's a really important factor in all of it. It, it really is, Ed. You couldn't have said it better. I mean, he's out on the road with us all, the whole time. Just, you know, in amazement, you know. Um, he, he's always, you know, he's always around the band and stuff like that. And he's just... You know his enthusiasm is uh, is catching. You know he's just he lo- he just loves everything about Ronnie. You know, um, and that goes a long way when you're dealing with a lot of with a lot of new entities that haven't been dealt with. He's a reassuring character, you know, and he's he's definitely got his 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 stuff together, you know, and it, it really helps. I mean, I mean this hologram really is is. Really, if you think about it, it's an extension. It's like when anything new technology comes along, it was like, you know, albums, cassette tapes, CDs. This is just another form of of of, of entertainment, and you know, and for up. But most importantly for us, it's a great way to celebrate Ronnie's music and remember him. And it's as simple as that, really. You know, and Jeff's, you know, he's right there with us. Simon, what are the challenges? as a drummer or even, you know, you guys are the live band here and there are also going to be singers, right? Oni's going to come out and sing and, and Tim Ripper Owens is going to come out and sing some. So the hologram I know isn't the, the hologram of Ronnie isn't out there the entire time, but a good part of the time. But when you're in the mode with the hologram and the, and the visual of Ronnie is on the stage, 
for you being a part of the live band and being the drummer, which I would think would be really important to make sure is locked in on everything. What are, what are some of the challenges of playing with a hologram? Yeah, it is. Um, it is a little bit of a challenge. I, I have to play to a click track. Um, and I've done that before in the studio, but it's a diff- little different when you're playing it live, you know, when you're really, you know, going for it and stuff. So basically, Basically, for me, I, I really need to concentrate and stay on track with that click track because the click track is um, has been programmed to the voice, which is a live um, take from a show. Um, so there's a there's a, few, a couple of little ups and downs in 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 rhythmic tempo that I have to work with, and the band kind of follow me when we're doing the hologram show. But it it worked out fine. We we. Uh, we we worked on it and rehearsed with it and stuff and uh I think I got it down. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and from where you sit on the stage, can you see the hologram? What do you see? Because the drummer obviously sits the furthest to the back and I'm not sure, having not seen it yet, how the projection works and where the screen is. So are you able to actually see the hologram of Ronnie or how does it work? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I can only see a little bit of it. It's kind of like a shimmering light, um, not much of an image, because the hologram um, uh, uh, is in the middle of the stage, and we have to be at the side of the stage. Um, so I, I do see a little bit of it and stuff like that, but it, 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 that's okay, because I'm concentrating on the click track anyway. So, it's, uh, you know, i got to concentrate on that, and I, I don't see a lot of it. Right, right. And, you know, the obvious yeah. question here, as a guy that, that was so close to, to Ronnie for so long and spent so much time with him, you know, what what do you think he would have thought of all this? Is this something you think he would have embraced? Was he forward-thinking on stuff like this? Or what, what, are, your, what are your thoughts? He, he absolutely was forward-thinking. I mean, he, was, he embraced every new technology that came down the pike. I mean, you know... Some, you know, some of the stage shows that he'd done before with the crystal balls and, you know, the lasers and the dragons and stuff like that. This, this is right up his alley, you know, and, and this, you know, we're doing this from the heart. You know, this comes from a good place. Um, it's done with the best of intentions. We want to keep his music alive. We want to keep his memory alive, you know, and like I said earlier, we, we, it's, it's not voodoo. We're not trying to resurrect him. It's just another form of entertainment. It really is. And, uh, you know, we're doing it with respect and love for him. And uh, it's basically as simple as that. You know, it's just another avenue of entertainment, really, you know. And I know you guys had already been celebrating Ronnie's music by doing Dio Disciples for for a long time since he passed away. So in a way, yeah. this is kind of like doing that, but in some form, having having Ronnie part of it in in a in a visual and audio sense. Exactly, it's it's kind of a continuation of that. You know, it's um, when he passed away, we weren't sure what to do, but we knew, you know, all of us knew in our in our in our heart of hearts that we had to do something. You know, you can't just forget somebody like that, you know. Ronnie was, um, you know, Ronnie, he worked and worked. He was a workaholic. He, he You know, we we got to get going here. We got to do stuff, you know, all the time. And, you know, he was, like you said earlier, he was very forward thinking. Um, and with Dio Disciples, I, I think this is an extension of that, pretty big extension. But, you know, it's done with with the same 
with the same love and care. You know, it's um, you know we want to celebrate Ronnie's music and all them brilliant songs. Um, you know, in a, in a in a live setting. So that's basically how we're all kind of looking at this. Mm. And the vibe amongst the band is good. You guys are excited about these dates, I imagine. I'm looking down the the rundown of shows. Like I said, it starts on May 31st, Fort Myers, Florida. It ends in Vegas on June 29th, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm running through these dates looking for where I can catch a show. And I actually just realized I'm actually going to be in Vegas around that time. So, uh, and it seems like Vegas seems like a great spot for a show like this too, uh, being such an entertainment-driven city. But you've got a ton of shows in here and some really great venues. How has the response been from you know from ticket sales and stuff? Are you where you want to be? Do you feel there's a good excitement out there for this? Yeah, yeah. It it all seems good. It's going good and stuff. It's um, um, it, it you know and I'm. You know, everybody in the band is excited to be going on this and doing it. You know, it's it's a great show. It's got there's a whole bunch of LED lights uh, up behind us, and you know, lights and everything, and as well as the hologram. It's a full on show, and uh, the whole band are well up for it. You know, we start rehearsals tomorrow, not with the hologram, but um, you know, we're all we all can't wait to get there and uh, you know start working on on all this and. Uh, uh, yeah, gr- Vegas is a great. Uh, I think I played that show before with Ronnie, actually Brooklyn Bowl, I think it is. Um, yeah. So yeah, be cool, be cool to see you, Ed. Yeah, I've seen some. Well, hopefully I'll get to one before that, but I've seen some shows there at the Brooklyn Bowl. It's a pretty cool spot, and you got great venues in here. Yeah. That's the other thing about this: people going to see this. These are in real nice, cool venues. You've got the Bomb Factory in Dallas, which is a great place. I've been there. Uh, the Paramount on Long Island in New York, I hear, is beautiful. I haven't been there yet, but that's a great venue. So this is being done yeah. in the right way, really going into some great buildings and some great settings to see this. And I, I guess we'll see we'll see where it goes. As I told Jeff, you know, I know he's got the Zappa one out there in Europe right now, but as I told Jeff, I said, if this stuff is accepted and embraced by fans, the floodgates are going to open on the holograms, don't you think? I think they will. I think they will. It's a fantastic piece of technology. Um, like I said, it's an extension of what we've got now, uh, CDs and vinyl and stuff. It, it's it, it's a hell of a production that's going out. You know, it's um, quite a spectacle. Um, you know, and it, it, and on top of that, it's all Ronnie's music. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Hey, one last thing. Two quick things before I let you go. First of all, this being the ninth and the ninth anniversary of uh, Ronnie's passing. One of the things I always tell people when they ask me what was Ronnie like, you know, myself having been close to him. A lot of people know that they ask me for stories from time to time. The one thing I always tell them about Ronnie is that, that I don't think people ever realized is, man, he was a ball buster. He liked to he liked to, <laughs> he liked to mess with yeah. people and have fun and stir you up a little bit. And he used to always do that to me. And I've got some great memories of that but do you have one funny you know story or any anecdote you'd like to share about all your time spent with ronnie that would uh you know bring a smile to people's faces today anything you you want to say well, well it's funny i was thinking about it actually because you, you you do get asked that question a lot and um as i said earlier i mean i, I i've had you know i saw ronnie when i was 14 i've got i, had, I still do have the greatest respect for ronnie you know you know not only did he write brilliant lyrics and what a voice and as a musician but just as a human being you know for somebody to you know create those 
there were like three albums, I think, it was for me that just were groundbreakers. Like Rainbow Rising, Heaven and Hell, and then Holy Diver. And for a singer to actually accomplish that, three albums like that that pretty much nearly, you know, changed the face of music. It's like <laughs> unbelievable. But I do remember we used to work outside a lot. As you know, I've, I've meant, we've talked about it. You know, I used to work outside at his house and stuff like that. I was, and I was on my own this time. I was fixing one of the back gates, and it was an old gate, and the hinges were all messed up. So I'm trying to fix this thing and redo it with these old hinges and old wood. And it, I was out there for like two hours. It was like 100 degrees out there, sweating my balls off, you know. And uh, Ronnie was in the kitchen with his friend Chris. And after about two hours, they came out, and he, he starts busting my balls, and so does Chris. You know, he's from back east, too. And I just had enough, and I just threw everything down. And went, you know what? Fuck you guys. Oh, am I supposed to say that? Sorry. You can. No, you're good. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck you guys, and off I go, you know? And they were just standing there with their mouths open, you know, because, you know... And I'm, I wandered off, and I'm thinking, oh, fucking hell, I'm just telling Ronnie James Dio to fuck off. <laughs> What the fuck now? <laughs> you know, um, but you know everything was cool. I remember up there. He handed me a beer and said, "Chill out," you know. So, <laughs> but you know, there was lots of stories. It was fun working on his house. You know, get you know actually getting to know him really well. You know, as opposed to the music thing, being in a band with him. So um, yeah, it was all good. Cool. Yeah. And last thing, unrelated to Dio and all of this, I got to ask you. Uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, you, you got the deal gig coming off of your time in ACDC. Are you still in touch with anyone in the ACDC camp? No, not at all. Not really, no. I, I've got no idea what's going on. Um, I did, you know, I, I do know a couple of people, and I asked them to pass on my condolences to the family after Malcolm passed away. Uh, they went to the funeral over there, but but that's about it, really. I don't really know what's going on. I hope they, I hear they're doing an album. I hope they do, and I hope it comes out brilliant. You know. Yeah. So did did it end for you badly or awkwardly at all, or you know, because I know ACDC is ACDC is always a very tight lipped camp. You never really know what's going on there. Was it just kind of like your business was done and everybody moved on, or was there was there some weirdness or tension when you ended? No, it it was. I just kind of, like you said, I it, I just kind of moved on. It was like my enthusiasm for for playing had um, slightly waned. You know, I needed to to play more as a drummer, you know, and stuff and everything. And uh, I managed to figure it out with Ronnie and Wendy and move on there. Um, but I think they could see the complacency I had and. Uh, I felt awful because it wasn't good for them. It wasn't good for the fans. So, you know, I thought I'd, I'd, I need to move on and get excited about something else again, you know, and it worked out with Ronnie. So that's pretty amazing. And that, by the way, is a huge testament to Ronnie to, to say that, you know, ACDC had gotten sort of stale for you and it was way more exciting to be in Dio. That that's maybe the biggest statement anyone could say about the quality of Dio right there. Yeah, I'd always loved his songs. I mean, like I said, I you know I I saw him when I was a teenager and stuff like that, and I and you know as we know the stuff that he did was just uh, incredible, um, and uh, it it just happened to work out. And who would have thought you know a fourteen year old kid ends up you know in his band, 
<laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what's really going on here? <laughs> you know, so it worked out looking nice. You know, it's never forget it. Well, listen, man, send my love to everybody when you guys get together today. I wish I could be there, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the East Coast here. But it was good seeing everybody at the ride recently and remind everybody to go to RonnieJamesDio.com. There you'll see all the dates for the Dio Returns U.S. Tour 2019. Again, just to be clear, this is a live band. This is the Dio band, including Simon, including Craig. Uh, you've got Bjorn in there, right? You've got Oni and Ripper. Uh, providing some vocals, so, and and Scott is part of it as well, right? Yeah, Scott Warren's there, yeah, too. Yep, yep. So you've got all the all the you know the last band pretty much with some live singing, and of course uh, the Dio hologram. It kicks off May thirty first, Fort Myers, Florida, and goes through. Uh, right now, dates listed uh, to that last one being in Vegas, June twenty ninth. But there's a bunch of shows in there to see if there's one coming your way. And if this uh, all goes well, I'm sure there will be more added as well. Simon, thanks for a few minutes, and I uh, wish you nothing but the best with this, okay? Thanks a lot, Eddie. It's great talking with you, mate. Be good. You, you too. Take care, okay? Cheers, buddy. Thanks a lot. Bye now. Bye-bye. Well, my thanks to Simon Wright. Always great to talk to Simon. Again, no matter what side of the fence you fall on, on the whole hologram thing, uh, the one thing I'd say is let's give it a chance. Let's check it out. Let's see how it feels. Let's see what the reviews are, what the reports are. Let's get a read on it before we jump to judgments on these things. Uh, I understand all sides of it, but we are seeing every, you know, we're seeing bands out there with no original members touring. So really, is it that crazy? I don't know. But I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'll make my own assumptions after I do, and I'll tell you my thoughts on it. It's going to be really interesting for me because, of course, I was someone that was very close to Ronnie James Dio. But um, looking forward to seeing how this does. And as I've consistently said, if it is accepted and embraced, get ready for hologram mania, folks. It's going to be a fascinating thing to see how all these things roll out and, uh, and how things go. So with all that being said, thanks to Simon. Please follow me on Twitter at Eddie Trunk, Instagram at Eddie Trunk, fan page on Facebook at Eddie Trunk, and I ran them down earlier for you, eddietrunk.com. My appearances are on the homepage. Also, the Trunk Report is my blog, and you can uh, get all sorts of great music news updated hourly, daily, of things that you care about. Bunch of cool stuff. All access membership here, my terrestrial radio show on demand, a whole lot more all on my homepage and throughout all the pages of my official online home eddytrunk.com thank you to katie irizari she is the producer of the eddie trunk podcast she puts it all together i'll see you next thursday for a new episode free as always apple podcast or podcast one.com
On your journey through Hollywood, let Todd Garner be your guide. Wow, this is show business? The Producer's Guide with Todd Garner. Recent guests include Anna Ferris. I come to the conclusion that I just think I don't know what my face is doing. Adam Carolla. I'm teaching traffic school. Right. It's 744 in the morning. Of course my stand-up career is not going well. And Avengers director Joe Russo. There's a direct connection between Arrested and Community and what we did in Infinity War. Don't miss The Producer's Guide with Todd Garner on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music field trip to America's jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com.